This is Pull Request Hot Fix. Short and sweet and hard to beat. Pull Request Hot Fix is a quick shot of tech news diving into one highly relevant topic each episode with two techno experts, Eric Newman and Ryan Swiner. Today's episode, DeFi, Decentralized Finance. Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another pull request hot fix. My name is Eric Newman, and across the country from me somewhere, but not driving in his car while podcasting because that's illegal, is my compatriot of code, Ryan Swiner. Hi, Ryan. How are, hey, how are you? Doing okay. Doing okay. Doing okay. Where are you? I'm now in South now. Florida. I'm back to, where, back to where we came from. Don't say that out loud. Okay. I was not born in South Florida. Okay. I will not go back there unless I'm... Well, you Literally, took a detour. Yeah. You took a detour. I took a 25-year detour to South Florida. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, anyway, so you're in South Florida visiting the family. I am, yeah. Is it, uh, is it sinking? Is South Florida sinking? It is raining. I've, like, it's one of those things that you forget about how rainy it, it is here until you're here. Oh, yeah. And, man, it's a lot. In the it's apocalypse a lot of storms. All the time. All the time. Yeah. I mean, it's the you can watch the water cycle repeat basically in like twelve to twenty-four hours with the the thunderstorms. It's just so humid, and then it rains, and then it's just so humid as the water evaporates and then goes back up into the atmosphere, and yeah. it rains again. And there's way more iguanas than there used to be now. Well, there's way yeah, more they, iguanas than there used to be. I don't know if you know about this, but there's a lot I, more iguanas. No, but I mean, it it kind of makes sense because they keep breeding and it doesn't get cold enough to kill them. Yeah, and they just people, you know, it's people got them as pets and they let them out, and then now there's now it's basically just part of the ecosystem, and people are shooting them now. So now it's like, and the state, are they shooting them and then eating them or just shooting them? Just shooting them. Like the state is encouraging it now because uh, oh. they're invasive, and now we have iguanas are invasive, really. They're not invasive. I think just old people don't like that they eat their hibiscus flowers and stuff. But they're they're a vegetarian uh-huh. animal, so it's not like they predate on some other species. But there's big green lizards everywhere, which I think is awesome. But it's Florida. It, there's at very least small green lizards everywhere. So yeah. it makes sense. I never thought that iguanas iguanas are uh, were were outside of the habitat of South Florida. They were. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Now they're here, though. Um, anyway, we're not here to talk about iguanas. We're it's here to talk here about it. decentralized finance, decentralized yep. finance. And uh, I don't know too much about this. And, uh, and I, what it looks like is it involves blockchain, which is the term of last year, I guess. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and, and some kind of stable cryptocurrency yep. to be able to allow... For people, for other people to exchange, or just to have transactions that exchange value in a decentralized way, how is that different from any other cryptocurrency? So it's it's special, and they've essentially created a small version of a central bank inside of a contract. So, but that's not decentralized. It well, it's, you literally said central bank, right? Yeah. So I mean, so the benefits of a central bank in in a Decentralized coin is the is probably the way to express it. But isn't that like what Facebook's Libra is trying to do? Yeah, they a... but they are confined. They're bound by the fact that they're so visible, and so everything they do has to sort of be approved of by 
the governments and institutions in which they oper- operate, whereas the larger decentralized ecosystem doesn't really ask for anyone's permission to exist or operate. It just goes and then... And then we'll ask for forgiveness, I guess? Yeah, or not even. It's just not even going to ask. It's just a matter of, of, you know, how hard do systems fight against its existence? Like, because it doesn't go away. You just, I mean, I guess... A and it's country, not really a, regulated. Yeah, yeah, it's not really regu- ah, well, this is a- the This is the innovators... Is this the innovator's dilemma, or the, is this just disruptive innovation? Because that's exactly what happens, is you have the old guard that are kind of encumbered by the fact that they're a giant company and they can't move as quickly as whoever the hell are creating these decentralized tokens. Yeah, I thought or it was really surprising. Are- it was really surprising to see, to see Facebook try to cope with... Um, Governments. I mean, the first the first time I saw the Libra announcement um, came with watching like Steve Nuchin come out and talk about all the problems they had with it and how they had to you know back up and move slowly and how nothing was going to happen quick and whatever. And I'm just like, man, that is they're just shooting. Them. Didn't he used to work for like Goldman Sachs? Something I, like that. Uh, yeah, maybe. I think so. I don't know. Was he part of the? I think he was part of the. Um, the 2008 thing when we were when we were working all that i think he was he was one of the people that was trying to architect our way out of it he during the financial crisis of 2007-2008 Mnuchin bought failed residential leader indymac he changed the name to one west bank and rebuilt the bank and, and sold it to sit cit group in 2015 there you go he has i would say a vested interest against decentralized finance and against cryptocurrencies because he's so much entrenched in the traditional uh, exchange world totally totally oh let me so let me get do like a basic overview of what this maker dao thing does so, so yeah the maker and and dao is not database abstraction objectives as i've come to know it it's not uh, having it's, been in the php world for a long time it's no, what it's decentralized autonomous organization and so essentially what huh. it what it does it's a smart contract and it uses collateralized debt to issue a stable coin um isn't that what caused the housing crisis uh that was i can't remember the the they used basically like they basically collateralized debt yeah. to issue securities that then snowballed and then they turned into yeah, they used the nasty security. assumption that housing, that uh, mortgage debt was safer than it was, and that if you pooled mortgages together, that somehow the risk techni- would be right. Yeah, so you have these extremely so, low risk way, ways to like justify speculative financial bets, but it just so wasn't are you true. saying that basically the only differences are that a it's not a fiat currency and b it's not uh, in mortgages; it's a different kind of debt. Uh no, it's basically the same game in a different, in a slightly different way. No, no, it's a math equation. So like these, there's... well, I know that, but so is uh, so is speculative investment at this point. Yeah, but the the interesting thing about the entire cryptocurrency space and the smart contract thing is that the um, the levers for action are, are 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 built in and they get triggered automatically. You know, you could you could say that the two thousand eight. Um, crisis took longer to happen because we didn't have automated enough mechanisms behind the scenes for like our credit ratings and stuff. Like we knew these were, they knew these were bad um, mortgages and bad instruments for a while, but they kind of tried to save face and avoided admitting that 
things were going wrong and they didn't they didn't really downgrade the debt and like start compensating early enough so we got one big spectacular crash um and you think that the answer to that is automation because those rules would have to be baked into whatever software does the automation yeah and so in this case they actually are so so what happens with um with uh these this makerdao system is that so it is the same game it's just slightly it's the same game in a slightly different space. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, in a way. And but you know, you also well, don't have bureaucrats. Good. It's not bad. Check it. So okay. So this is basically well. How it's it not works. bad if you're on the profit end. No. Uh, and well, the interesting thing about the MakerDAO system is you can decide to be on the governance side. That's what the Maker Token is about. Oh, all right. So let's talk about MakerDAO. Okay. Yeah. So the MakerDAO thing is the basic principle would is that. Um, Let's say you you need a way to transact with someone with a uh, stable, a dollar pegged, um, a dollar pegged cryptocurrency token, but you had a bunch of uh, Ethereum other coins. Yeah. Well, and now we're going into. And we'll talk about this a little bit later. But um, uh, we're getting a multi-token um, DAO Maker DAO token that is being released November 18th. That's actually a thing being discussed at a DevCon going on right now, or like just finished yesterday or something. Oh, where and, is DevCon? Is that in Vegas or? Oh, where is that thing? I was just looking at a, uh, you were just in Vegas. Why didn't you stay there? Come on. Is, I don't think, is it in Vegas? And you just looked this oh, up. Oh, I have no idea. No, DevCon I don't think it's in Vegas. Instruction. Uh, Dev, uh, we should have looked this up. Oh, it's in Japan. You don't want to go to Osaka? Osaka? They just move around like the dev, the crypto people, they can just be anywhere. Like the, if you've, if you've made it, I'm sure in it's crypto, to their advantage to not stay in the same spot for too long too. Yeah. Uh, that's another story though. Okay. So, uh, so they're, so, uh, MakerDAO, they're creating a multi-token, a multi-token, for again? it's a decentralized, decentralized autonomous organization. autonomous organization. Yeah. And so what you do, uh, with your more volatile assets is that you take, let's say a bunch of Ethereum or soon to be a bunch of any other asset, whether it's Bitcoin or whatever, and you enter a collateralized debt position and it has to be over collateralized. And what, is, what is collateralized debt versus just debt? Like credit card debt. Uh, yeah, debt, you potentially don't have to be backing it up with anything other than, you know, the threat of legal action or your, blood, right. your promise to pay it back or, you know. So collateralized debt, would you say, is typically of a higher order than consumer yeah. t- typical consumer debt? It's the basic mechanism like of a mortgage, loans. right? Or mortgages, okay. Student loans, would they be collateralized debt or no? Because they just let us take them out. No, yeah. Student loans are a super, um, super uncollateralized thing, and they really just make okay. they they really just back it up by making it unescapable. That's like, <laughs> that's the <laughs> Don't only. Don't I know it? Um, yeah. All right. So mortgages is a, are collateralized. Yeah. So debt. That if, makes sense. if I'm a bank and you have a house and you haven't paid for the house yet, my protection from your you know, you losing your job or whatever is the house. So I just show up and take the house if you right. if you messed up and can't make your payments. Um, or you forget to send me the bill and then you say I hadn't, didn't pay it. Yeah, one of the two. Like so Bank of America. With, uh, with uh, this die thing, with the collateralized deposition, uh, you have to put up at least um, 150% uh, of the value of whatever you want to take out. So... Let's and say what's DAI? DAI. D-A-I. That's not yeah. an acronym. No, it's not an acronym. It's just a ticker for a stable coin. 
And die is a reliable source of stability in the face of volatility. Every die is backed in excess by collateral at all times. Yep. So what does that mean? They're going to go and break into someone's house and steal their stuff if they need it? No, no. It means it means that you know. So the way that you get die, the way that you extract die from the contract is, let's say you take two hundred Ethereum or let's or a hundred Bitcoin for for argument's sake, and you you lock it up in a smart contract. So while you're using die, your collateral is in a smart contract. It's not in your wallet. It's essentially escrowed. Yeah, it's escrowed from you, and. So you you take out DAI, and so now you have this stable coin that's essentially pegged to the dollar, and um, you can use this like any other cryptocurrency. Its benefit is that it has a stable value. And then the only way that you get your uh, original cryptocurrency out of um, out of that contract is by paying back the DAI. The oh, so it's almost like a pawn. E kind of yeah yeah so you put this in there um, so the other situation one of the one of the volatile situations you know if if the value of your if the value of the cryptocurrency market goes up no big deal you, now you've, you're over over collateralized but if it goes down um, there does come a point at which you you start hitting the uh, collateral thresholds right so if all of a sudden if is you're is that a margin call essentially kind of but they the penalty is actually they just start taking. A percentage your stuff. of your principal. Oh, yeah. Oh, a percentage of the principal. Yeah. Okay. So they'll, they'll so, they, so whatever collateral the, the you put up is monetized, as in it has a monetize, it has a monetary value. Yeah. And then and then that's the principal that you put in. And then if you if the market starts tanking, then they'll just start taxing that essentially. Yeah, they'll take that, and as they take that, they destroy that that die in circulation. They they do a bunch of things, and it's it's a big enough penalty that people don't. Tempt it because it's not an institution. You can't call them and say, "Hey, sorry, I didn't, um, I didn't, uh, I didn't realize yeah, it was anything. going down." You can't do anything. It's just an equation that starts taking your starts taking your principal. So, like, um, what happens is people tend to over over collateralized. So it's like people will put in they'll put in cryptocurrency at a rate of like ten to one of whatever they're going to borrow, and they'll take out some amount of. Um, uh, this this stable coin, and there's an interest rate associated with it. So there's like a monthly interest rate, like a credit card kind of, for holding this stable coin, uh, where you actually have to, when you when you pay it back, you don't just pay back the amount that you borrowed. You pay it back plus interest. Ah, uh, so, so it is like a pawn. Uh, yeah, yeah. There is like a bit of that mechanism, but instead of it being uh, the interest rates and um, the, the underlying mechanisms being decided on by a government or by a shady guy, um, it's decided on by an autonomous organization. And that governance... Uh, Isn't that just a, an oligarchy? Uh, or is it, like a, a lot more is, it a, is it like a neural network that derives consensus using a raft algorithm? No, is it one of those, or is it's it just still like it's still manual. It's still people. Yeah, so you literally and you so can it's people at a round table in hoods. Yes, people at a round table in hoods. lit room. Yeah, so you can buy the maker token. So you, the, that's a governance coin, and you're able to um, buy the right to vote on things. So the increase or decrease in the interest rate uh, to you know to decide what the interest rate for uh, people paying back their die loans 
is like these things mm-hmm. are voted on and you can on the open market, you can buy maker tokens in order to have influence. And um, the underlying mechanism of this whole system is this target rate feedback mechanism for raising and lowering interest rates to encourage, discourage the circulation of DAI. And I haven't thought through enough of these, um, you know, these are like essentially word problems. Like if, if this many people borrow this much DAI, that means the interest rate does this, and that means the incentive to buy, sell um, DAI goes up or down. And basically what they've done is they've created a feedback mechanism where it either becomes more and less expensive to hold this debt, and they've basically created a... Um, a simple but sophisticated simple sophisticated enough feedback mechanism to keep the value of this coin at a dollar um over time in over the short term this this coin stays stable around the dollar and, now what happens if the dollar tanks uh if the dollar tanks that is an interesting question it, it, and so i guess right now the the overwhelming um I mean, Consensus is that it's just... It might not, but I'm just, you know, just kind of curious. Well, there's no reason that the die has to be um, stabilized against the dollar. It could be stabilized against anything. If we, we, you know, that was actually what I think was interesting about the Libra concept is they wanted to stabilize the value of the Libra around a global basket of goods. By the way, speaking of which, this just in... MasterCard, eBay, and Stripe have all just withdrawn from Libra. Ah, yep. Yep, Just one week happen. after PayPal left, it looks like it's crumbling. Mm. And yeah. this is right before their meeting next week, on the 14th, which is on Monday in Geneva. Hmm. Yeah, and I think what's going to happen is, like, it's just going to, the whole industry, the whole crypto industry is just going to stay a redhead stepchild. It's going to stay, like, too hot to touch and, like, none of the big... None of the big guys are going to be able to jump in and figure it out and make it work for them before. Well, they want to. I mean, Goldman matures. Sachs tried to get involved with Bitcoin and Ethereum, I believe, but they just they they just couldn't. I think Facebook's having a similar problem, it's just because they're too entrenched in the standard way of doing business. And it's not yeah, it's it's the difference between entity. It's the difference between having a pet dog and a pet coyote. It just doesn't. You well, can't. I think it's I think it's a it's the difference between having a pet dog and an imaginary friend. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like one And it's is, like the pet dog is there and you have to take care of it. You have to feed it and you have to walk it and you have to make sure, you know, you love it and all that stuff. And your imaginary friend, you don't really know if they exist or not, but they're still kind of there. Yeah. And, you, yeah. and they can kind of say anything that they want and you can't really do anything because are they there? It still affected your childhood, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's that's the trouble they're all having is they're all like, it's like a big will they, won't they? And they... They want to know if this how this cryptocurrency thing is going to pan out, and they're not sure if it's a serious thing or not. But uh, I mean, the fact that that there's been after the death uh, of I guess earlier this early this year, um, after the death, there's been this this uh, rise from the ashes like a phoenix, and I think that it's actually going to start turning into something real. Yeah, but I don't know unless, of course. The other people who sit around tables in hoods in dimly lit rooms with candles say, no, we want to keep our fiat currency because we have the global money flow tightly controlled now. I don't think they have a choice in it. I think we're going to reach a point. Um, I really – I call it like um, the visa point or whatever. As soon as Ethereum, Bitcoin – I don't care who it is. I don't care what project it is. But it seems inevitable that you know a group of 
smart coders or infrastructure guys, they everyone is so incentivized right now to create a 20,000 transaction per second coin that is truly decentralized and has yeah, but look extremely at all of the low transaction coins. fees. What are they called? The uh, the the also ran coins. Yeah. That came up during the the past year or two and that that's that attempt. And they're not I don't know. Well, it's it's about who actually has the genius idea. It's like you know, it's one thing to be a smart to be smart enough to copycat. It's another thing to be smart enough to actually engineer something truly different. And that's true. We know that the the problem of creating a scalable decentralized coin that operates at ten thousand transactions per second is a truly hard problem. Some of the smartest people in the world, in groups, have been working together to solve this problem, and and it has not been cracked yet. The Ethereum protocol has, the Ethereum Foundation has um, a way forward where they they talk about uh, their proof of stake consensus algorithm and sharding, and, and they they feel like they have their roadmap and and they did a spec freeze in in July uh, when they're going to start rolling out a new version of their of their client in January, and so that's going to be the next big bump in the abilities of of this technology in these markets. And I think in 2020, 2021, you know, it might finally be the year where all of a sudden it goes from being a baby tiger to a, a, a adolescent tiger that you'd actually be afraid of pouncing on you. Wow. Well, I guess the question then is how do I manage to get involved with this so the it doesn't pass me by like the Bitcoin boat did? Well, I mean, I think it's... It's interesting because we sort of got um, – it, it's sort of an ironic thing that, that, that cryptocurrencies became an investment vehicle at all. It really is just supposed to be a medium of exchange. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be the sidewalk, not the storefront, but we sort of got distracted by it. Well, I think because else. it blew up in popularity, I, I have a feeling, you know, and, and then people with real money wanted to get involved, and then banks wanted to get involved, and it became an investment vehicle. Well, I think what's... And I know a couple people that basically have the, their cryptocurrency portfolio uh, inversely related to their retirement portfolio, so they'll win in either favor. If their retirement goes down, the cryptocurrency ends up going up, uh-huh. and vice versa. I think what's, what's really special about um, cryptocurrencies and these emerging markets is that it's going to allow us just to do business in ways that were never possible before. It'll allow you to enforce contracts with people and in countries and things where that would have been very gray, very tenuous before. And that's going to be a wonderful thing where all of a sudden we can enforce contracts with in agreements with, you know, people in Africa, people in, in South America, people in Thailand, um, people that are, you know, have nasty middlemen between us and them in the form of just unscrupulous governments or whatever. So there's that. But what's there's to that say that they won't it. get involved? I mean, our, our government's trying to do that. Yeah, but They're I mean, there's to, still it, there's nothing between me here with my Bitcoin wallet and I mean, even today, if I found some Chinese vendor or whatever who is willing to accept payment in Bitcoin, I can just make that transaction with them. I don't have to turn my dollars into. Uh, you know, Chinese UN to, to buy from them, you know, t- theoretically, That's true. if I could communicate with someone in North Korea, I could, I could transact with, you know, let's say if I, you know, a very small example, like if for whatever reason I found 
I had a reason to translate my blog articles into North Korean Korean, and I found a, a tech content editor that I could communicate with somehow, and I paid them in Ethereum or Bitcoin. There's no one to stop that transaction from happening, and that's really the power of this stuff. And yes, and that's part of the reason why Washington has asked specifically Facebook, but other companies to stop the end-to-end encryption is because then, then they're not going to be able to see stuff like this. Yeah, but I really think that's, that is the innovation. That's what's coming with the next version of the Internet. I think we, we all know that the lack of privacy and um, these, these uh, you know, the eye over your shoulder thing, we all know it's an inherently bad thing. And the technology market, the big value of these nerds is essentially giving you tools that go beyond those restrictions. And that's what we're going to get from the cryptocurrency thing is we're going to get these profoundly powerful, highly secure tools that actually trump states and trump the limitations of those kinds of systems. And I think we're going to get that kind of de facto security, privacy, and and censorship resistance from this, because I think we all are feeling the pressure of, you know, Facebook being able to, you know, censor information and, and, you know, highlight certain things and de-emphasize certain things. And we all, I don't think any of us likes the idea that these big conglomerates profit from uh, our data and stuff when we could just own that and then communicate through um, more decentralized mechanisms that compensate us for that stuff. Like, have you seen the the Brave browser and the the Bat token yeah, thing? I've, I've, yeah, we definitely have seen Brave before. Well, I, I, but, and it's amazing. They they have this token now where just from, you know, pop-up notifications showing up, you actually get compensated in a cryptocurrency. And I just wish they were at scale because, I mean, we've all seen the uh, – if you've ever looked at any type of AdWords advertising, we've all seen how expensive, like, lawyer keywords and stuff could be. And if I could be paid directly, right. you know, any time that I'm – for any time a lawyer needed to compete to show me an ad, if they had to pay me $13 or $50, I'd be happy about it. People would be searching for lawyers all the time. Um, that's, yeah, that's but, a fair point. Well, why, I mean, yeah. Well, right now, Google makes that money, and I, I feel like they're sort of a, they're sort of an unwelcome uh, intermediary. Well, they're providing in the service and the distribution, so it makes, it makes sense that, you know, they can, yeah, but they can they, just kind of take it. They get their value from our demographic information and the ability to predict our intent and the fact that we are sort of the subject of the experiment, but not and compensated. also paying them. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah, it's just not, we're not compensated for our participation in that in that transaction. I, well, no one it, said we had to be. Yeah, is, well, we didn't realize. Problem, no one knew no, they we were going to spring up. Like in two. Well, know, let me ask you this: Whenever, if you've ever, have you ever been asked to do a poll? For some news outlet? Uh, not to memory. Have you? Have you gotten that phone call? No, I haven't. Uh, I've met a couple of people who have. They don't get paid for that. And their information, you know, I guess they, they do have to consent to their information being used, but all of these places have shrink-wrapped agreements anyway. Yeah. Well, you see, that's such a, such, a, such a small example. I think the, the profit that, um, the, you know. Oh, it's an obscene amount of profit. Don't get me wrong. The profit that But I just that think our... that there, there's nothing to stop them from doing it. No, and that's what I think, and there's going to be nothing legal that stops them from doing it, but I do think we're going to see, we're going to see whatever Brave 2.0 is, and we're going to see the 
next generation of co- crypto coins and things that are going to do these things by by default. And now I think what's going to happen next is that it's not going to be that Facebook is going to get blackballed or whatever, but all of a sudden I think the conversation is going to be, oh, well, my my social media platform pays me to be a part of it and Facebook doesn't. So what the hell? Why would I be on there? I don't. I don't. I, I have a hard time seeing that happen. I do. Well, imagine if so. It's it becomes loyalty based on compensation, right? So if if a new if a new like next generation social media platform became popular, that all of a sudden people decided that these people had the best contract, the best rules. Okay, if you participate and you enable, and us, that they also managed to displace Facebook somehow with the massive network effect that they have, money. I, I mean, what's what's the better it's not argument? Just money. Than that? Other, there's, I mean, look at Google Plus. They had tons of money. They didn't do anything. No, no. I mean, paying you. That's the that's oh, the new paying, driver. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to happen because everyone is just using Facebook and Instagram. Well, but and the Snapchat. basic attention token already does. That. So that's that's what I mean. It's like these little pieces of it the does future that, but are no visible. One's using it, Ryan. Yeah. Other than you, I should be using it. Well, it's like they're not. It's just the money isn't big enough yet. Like, and people aren't innovating on that. We're we're in we're in nineteen ninety seven, nineteen ninety eight with the cryptocurrency stuff. We're in we're at the beginning. You're sure of the we're internet. not in not in in nineteen ninety nine or two thousand after the crash. Maybe yeah, we might be. And there's a couple be. companies that survive. Amazon survived the crash. Yeah, we might be after crash one. It might we're like we're sitting around going like like people know it exists now like. I don't know anyone that doesn't know what Bitcoin is. Like maybe they don't. You, they couldn't right. express to you how it works, but I think pretty much everyone knows what it is now. Yeah, um, and I think yeah, we're at Him that and, point. Uh, just up, I'm sorry, Bitcoin and, and Alan Jones, as my aunt and uncle say, mm-hmm. Alex Jones, of course. Um, all right. Well, you know what, Ryan? Why don't we? Uh, why don't we? Since this is a hot fix, why don't we hit merge and end oh. it there? And we'll talk more about this later. Does that sound good? Yeah, sounds good. There's actually a lot more fodder here than I would have thought. Definitely. Well, we could always do a part two. And Mm -hmm. uh, I would say look out for that as well as a new full pull request sometime in the near future. We're going to do one, we promise. It's just, I don't know. We're not going to be a a crappy podcast shop that just only does hot fixes. Right, we have to start writing real code. But right now, you could say we're fixing some tech debt. So yep. Uh, yep. after hitting merge, I guess we have to say goodnight. Later, folks. So, yes. This has been a Pneumonium production. The views and opinions expressed on Pull Request do not necessarily reflect those of Pneumonium LLC or its subsidiaries.